Hello and welcome to the Car Clinic, a Podaholics podcast with Glenn Power from Sandance Tire and myself, James Pikeaway. For the next hour, we're going to talk everything cars, trucks, and more. We uh, managed to get into the Lincoln Town car. Well, we had a conversation about it. We want it back. Kia is back with a conversation about the Stinger as well as the Telluride. We have a lot of advice for Kia. We, we're fans of Kia, but we have some advice for them too. As well, we had a little bit of chat, a little bit of a chat about the number of cars we see sitting in storage lots. And what does that mean for the automotive industry? This is the Car Clinic. Let's get to it. I, mean, I just I just accept it. Yeah. It is what exactly. it is. It is know. what it is. Mate, when, it. when you've been through uh, an English secondary school. There you go. When you were 14. Yeah. And you were six foot five. There you go. And what? Yeah. 13 stone at the time. There you go. Yeah. You can deal with what anyone's <laughs> got to throw at you. Anything anyone's <laughs> got to throw at you. There's nothing anyone can say that won't. Uh, yeah, I've heard that before, mate. Yeah, yeah. it is snowy up there. <laughs> no, it's not cold up here because heat rises. I'm not that tall. Yeah. I'll let you know when it's going to rain. Yeah, blah, blah, yeah, blah. There we go. Glenn Power Sandance Tire. If you haven't heard, he is... Uh, Freakishly tall. Uh, there we go. And he's, <laughs> he's lived it all his life. He's, he could basically be the abominable snowman or the Sasquatch. Yeah. Yeah. You got the height. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Got the height. Got the girth, though. <laughs> <laughs> and that is a whole other podcast. <laughs> Doc Talk with Dr. Jenna. Yeah. We were talking pinoplasty. Mm. I didn't even know that was a thing. No. And, and, and fortunately, or unfortunately, it is a podcast, so there was no video, but I was... Unfortunately. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, it's not like I, I whipped it out and, and you know, smashed it down on the table and said, what can you, you do for me? I, how did they quote on that? I don't know, but he did, I, I didn't ask. Quote per... Uh, I, like uh, millimeter? Per, square I, meter. per millimeter. Millimeter. I don't know. That's, that is a great question. I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> Another good... He, he did say, hey, if you need anything, come and see me. So... <laughs> That sounds to me like an invitation. Well, yeah. I, yeah. I thought, my thinking was, what if you, myself, and Andrew go, see if we can get three for the price of one. <laughs> but like you said, you see, I've got the issue of I ain't got any fat to yeah. really steal from. Oh, Andrew can spare some. Ah, okay. <laughs> so maybe, well, Andrew gets his for free. There we go. And then we pay because we're using his. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, there we go. Yeah. We'll have to have a chat with him. Yeah, we'll have. <laughs> so he, he doesn't know that we just slighted him for that. Not to saying that he's got a lot of extra padding, oh, well, but yeah. I, there we go. I'm sure, like like I'm I'm freakishly tall and skinny, and I'm sure he accepts <laughs> that Uh-oh. he's got he's got a huge beard and you know uh, yeah. You, yeah. You've you've told me that you think he looks like an extra from Lord of the Rings before. So. <laughs> Oh, you put, you put words into this microphone. I've never said that. It's all good. It's yeah, all good. it's no, all good. It's, um, yeah, and I'm just handsome. I bet I was told by uh, my barber that I look like Richard Gere. <laughs> I said, "Really? All right, I can take go. that, officer and a gentleman." There you go. Yeah, Richard Gere. Well, yeah. fair enough. I, I'm looking out the window here. We're at the Rove Hotel, by the way, uh, downtown, and I'm looking out. We're we're in the pit stop, which is actually kind of fun, right yeah. beside the pool. Mm. And uh, no one really in the pool. A couple folks hanging out there. When I say two, oh, it's hot, man. It, it is getting warm. Jeez. But I'm looking out, and we got a Nissan, and we got a uh, a Passat. Passat. Yeah. It's a nice looking Passat, by the way. Yeah, they did. They did do a nice little job with those, didn't they? Yeah. Mm. It, I mean, it doesn't look like the Passat that I remember from 1997. 
No. That was a very different uh, a era. Completely different beast, yeah. And oh, it, it's yeah. very nice. But you know what I noticed today when I was I was driving around? Because as you do, you get ready for the, the show and I, mm. I tend to see. So two, three things I noticed today. First of all, the, the hour that I'm on the road, which I was heading to the We Will Fix It guys, heading over to see Colin Thomas. And uh, it seemed to be everyone who owned a Ford pickup truck was commuting somewhere. <laughs> so I saw a lot of Fords, uh, yeah. some of them with the Liwa Valley uh, off-roading stickers in yeah. the back window. So yeah. that was kind of cool. The other thing, I've, I'm seeing more and more of the Mitsubishi Eclipse Cross, which oh, okay. uh, I'm, I'm, and I'm, I'm starting to really like those. I got to say, they... You know, Mitsubishi does Mitsubishi and, you know, they, they play around with the body trimming a little bit on all their vehicles. It's got tried and true mechanics under the hood. I, I, I've seen red ones. I've seen white ones. I like them. It, it, you know, five seater. Right yeah, about. I mean, it's, uh, the Eclipse was a weird one anyway. Yeah. And then they've sort of jacked it up a little bit haven't they it's put a bit of steroids on it and it's uh, a little bit bit i mean it's it well it, it fits in with the crv it fits in with the rav4 it fits in with the uh kia yeah. something yeah the sportage yeah the sportage hey, i saw the first telluride today oh the big hey. one they've made man and you know because it's telluride so it's the t we get the atlas over here oh is it okay well, yeah. the, the the volkswagen is called yeah. the terramont right but it looks a lot like the Terramon. In fact, I think the Telluride might have been on that graphic I shared with you on Twitter where yeah, all yeah. the cars just look the same. Yeah. But it looks nice. Yeah. yeah. It's big. I mean, that is a big yeah. Volkswagen. Yeah, but the, the, the Kia Telluride. Um, I mean, the, the thing well, with I, the Eclipse, I'm not saying I was ever a fan of the shape of it before. Yeah. But, um, but the, the Telluride, as we're talking about that thing, it's huge. Like this oh, is huge. Yeah, this yeah. is well outside yeah. what I'm usually seeing in the Hyundai Kia sort of market like it they it's in and when you look at the dash it's got that that whole bmw-esque display center on it like i'm i'm looking inside of this thing uh, and i'm going this is not what i was expecting no i mean i the, the the best thing about the best thing about it in my opinion is the fact that they've kind of replaced the mojave but gone even bigger yeah um, and they've not, you know, they've left the name Mojave behind, they've which I think is maybe it. a good thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, it, it, I mean, that is because just because it looks so strikingly similar to the Atlas yeah. or the Terramont, the VW, um, they've shut themselves right in there. I wonder what the prices are comparatively. I really don't know for the Telluride. Yeah, Telluride compared to an Atlas. I well, I don't know, but I'm know. looking at 295 uh, horsepower. Uh, five-year, 150,000-kilometer warranty. Wow. It's, it, you know what? I look at the front side of it. i got to tell you, it's got Range Rover, uh, Land Rover written all over it. Sorry, Land Rover written all over it. I mean, it, even just the way the Telluride goes across the, the hood, the bonnet, it, it really... Yeah, well, that's what picked me up to the Terramont thing with the VW. That was literally it because yeah. the big square front, yeah. And then yeah. when you look inside, I, again, it's got that whole... So when I'm looking inside and you're looking at the steering wheel, then right off to the right, it's BMW. It's got that big <laughs> display screen. But then it's got all of these nice little controls for your AC and for everything. That is Volkswagen Passat. And I'm just going, man. And it looks to me like wood trim on the dash on the the most expensive version. Uh, some of the neat things they've done with the USB charging points on the back of seats. Yeah, they they they're good. I, I remember when we had our Sportage, they were really um, 
it's really well equipped with yeah. stuff like that. USBs everywhere and, and yeah. 12 volts everywhere. Harman Kardon sound system. Mm. I mean, it's it, it's looking to me like this is, an, you know, 8-speed transmission, 3.8 V6 GDI engine. I don't know what that means, mm. but uh, this is a big vehicle. This yeah, is a big Kia. It's, it's got a lot. I, mean, I don't know much about it other than I remember, that, you know, they, they released that it was coming out to us, and then I've yeah. just literally seen one. I don't know really much about it, but it does, it does look really cool. There's a, it's a lot of, let's say, inspiration. There you can see Volvo XC90. Like you say, I mean, yeah. you can see Land Rover in it, which is obviously Land Rover, Ford, Volvo. There's not much difference between them nowadays anyway. But, um, I mean... I don't own one of these. I mean, it's just... Yeah. It really but Yeah, looks. yeah, anything with a key badge, I don't. That, that goes, you know... That's it, up there. You, you, you know, for me, the big the big thing about going with Kia or going with Hyundai is you, you're increasingly getting great value. Mm. But man, it's affordable to fix them. It's affordable to get services. I want to go in and get stuff done. Yeah. I don't have to mortgage my kid. Yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, service. Um, Give a kidney. You know, it's like, oh, service gotta... tends to be all you need to do on these things. You yeah. Know? You know, they're, they're very, very reliable. But it's huge. I mean, this is the other thing. Like, this is a big vehicle. Mm. Okay. It's, oh yeah, it's massive. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's an absolutely huge, huge vehicle. And I I wonder if it's going to be that vehicle that, uh, you know, really it's a six seater is what we're looking at. But I wonder if it it's going to be that vehicle that uh, makes people think, hmm, you know what, uh, I'm I'm all over this. It's got the premium look about it, hasn't it? You know, even though it's got the Kia badge on there, which is always going to be its Achilles heel, if anything. Yeah. And, th- and that that was the issue with the Stinger. I guess it's actually a seven seater, but uh, yeah, seven seats. But and and it, they've done something kind of interesting when you you look at depending on what kind of seat configuration you get, you can have the two buckets in the front, a two more buckets in the back, and then at the very back you get the the bench seat. You get three yeah, you across. That, that's the way it should be. Yeah, to me that works. The Tahoe does that. They call it um, what do they call that? Cockpit or pilot yeah. seating. Where, I you've, can't, where I, you've got the full row at the back and then a, yeah. and a, and single seat either side of the I center. I really like that. That's sort the way of to do it. Yeah, yeah, it's a much better layout. Yeah. You know, especially you know for for people with um, two children. There you go. If you've got if you've got family coming over, you don't want to have to take the baby seats out to clap exactly. the seats to get them in the back. I think yeah. it's, that's that's the, the by far and away the best way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the the challenge for Kia with this. And obviously, there's going to be a Hyundai version of this will be out there too. They did, yeah, premium, more, more premium, shall we say? Is the issue with the Stinger? And yeah. how many people did I know who got in that Stinger? They took it for a ride. It is a fantastic car, fast. Yeah, they called it the Mustang Killer, right? Yeah. Hands down, beat it in every single aspect. And who's going to buy one? Not many people. No, well, who? I shouldn't say that. the The challenge for it becomes the badge. Yeah. Do you want to have a Mustang badge or do you want to have a Kia Stinger badge? And someone's going to look at that and go, Kia, Stinger. Uh, you know, no, me, I got no issue with that because... Uh, you I know, think it looks better then. <laughs> anyway. Well, it's, it, it's, it was comfortable. It was just fun to drive in. Man, was it fast. Yeah, but this is the thing, right? We've said this, right? They, they made a car that didn't look like anything else. Yeah. It didn't look like anything else. The reason it got put up against Mustang in tests was because it was a similar length, similar width. Yeah. But the body styling on it was... Just nothing else looked like it. And yeah. nothing looks like a Mustang. Nothing really. No. Camaro, Mustang, Challenger, they're all of a similar ilk, but they all look unique. You take yeah. the badges off them, you know which one Exactly. Is. And the, the Stinger is the same thing. unique. They just went out on a limb. And, and it's, it's unfortunate because I just don't see many of them around at all. No. 
No. Pretty sad because they're just a nice car. And the seats, I think for me, it was the seats. Very similar when you start looking at a lot of our our premium vehicles, Mercedes, BMW, Lexus. Same kind of seats. Mm. These this premium seating, and that's caught my attention right off yeah. the bat. I was like, hold on a second, yeah. this is not a, uh, a well, Chevy you know, Bolt. You know what they should do? This this isn't going to go down well, and they're probably never going to do it. But you do see car manufacturers that will do a special vehicle to try and prove a point, or as an yeah. engineering exercise, or as a, a design exercise, where they will happily not maybe not happily, but they will because of their f- pure faith and pride in it, just lose money on it. Yeah. Yeah. Just happy to lose money on it because it gets it out there. People can buy it and appreciate it. And then the next time you make a car, mm. it's, uh, these guys know what they're doing. Yeah. So maybe they could have knocked 30,000, 40,000 dirhams off the price of one of those. You imagine? They'd be all over the place. People would just be like, oh, what? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the price wasn't crazy. No. No, that's the thing. It's not. A, it's not but it's a, a Kia. That, it's the badge. It all comes down to the exactly. badge. Yeah. And and I think we're we're finding, what we're going to find is in the next 10 years, so there's, let me frame it a little bit better than that. I come from a Hyundai Pony generation <laughs> yeah. where the Hyundai Pony was the most plastic vehicle you've ever been in in your life. <laughs> I mean, but that vision of Hyundai is still in my mind. So when yeah. someone says Hyundai, hey, I've owned a Galloper. That was a very capable off-roader. Yeah. I know people are going, oh, I, that thing did never did me wrong. I've sent a lot of those to the scrap yard. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's the sad <laughs> thing is that there, you know, you look on the road now. Is there a single Galloper around? Mm-hmm. No. See the Pajero. Yeah. A few of those left. But yeah. No. But not, you know, I, I think I saw a Galloper one, one couple months ago. But yeah. it's one. But I owned one. And that was a great yeah. vehicle. But generally speaking, when you think Hyundai, you're thinking, you know, and and Kia for whatever, you know, again, it's because of 20 years ago. It's not because of the product that's coming out now. Yeah. And I think when when people from my generation are gone, not you know, we're not physically gone, but we're not thinking about these vehicles anymore. Mm. And it's, you know, the next gen is coming up and their first, second and third vehicles. And they're actually going over to Hyundai and Kia like the police are. And they're buying yeah. those vehicles. They're going, hey, this is a great car. Yeah, I, I got a Grand Carnival and it's getting my family around yeah. and it's getting the, the football team around. And yeah. and suddenly it becomes, yeah, that's the viable thing. And I think the other situation that works for, for Kia and Hyundai is the more you get the Chinese cars coming in, suddenly the South Korean vehicles become way more Well, this is what I was going to say. So you've got a situation now, right, where the Chinese vehicles are coming in for absolute next to nothing price. Yep. But they're new. They're unproven. People yep. are still a bit unsure. Again, a bit of brand snobbery. There's a stigma yeah, to sure. it. You know, people hear about them. They're just copies of other cars, but they're, they're done at a price and whatever. The the problem then, if Kia and Hyundai don't do something to stand out, which I think the Telluride really stands them out. Yeah. That if you imagine, you know, you imagine as a family, you've got a Telluride, and then you have a Stinger for the weekend. Yep, there you go. Those two cars sat in the drive. That is a premium looking driveway, yeah. but they've got Kia badges on there. Yeah, um, and if they don't do, they're on the right track, obviously, with the Stinger. But I think. And they tell you right, but I think they're going to have to really knock the prices down, yeah. get them out on the road, get them in some, get some great lease deals going, try and push them on to, you know, 
just chuck them at all your mechanics. Yeah. Just say, look, guys, have a have a company car yeah. on rotation through the workshop. Each one of you has it for a week on a rotation. Yeah. Just get them out there, get people seeing. What them. a smart idea! And I don't know why they don't do more of that. And yeah. Just you know, hit up all. That's the what garage. we used to do back home. Well, that's, that's, that, that's, that's what, the way to do it. You know, it's like why have you got a company car? Well, when you go to Tesco, which is a supermarket back home, or when you you know when you go to. Uh, when you go in to the to the city centre or town centre or you're just driving around, yeah, someone's going to see that car. Yeah. And and when they see typically a young single male like I was and the other guys in the workshop were getting out of that car, I think, well, that's that's affordable. That's yeah. you know, this guy's I mean, I'm not you know, I'm not the coolest guy in the world. It's not like he's seeing Kanye West get out of one. But at the end of the day, they're saying, hang on a minute, you know, because... Take a polo, for instance. Do you think Kanye West is the issue, or is it Kim Kardashian getting out with him? Oh, got more issues than that, to be fair. I, I, mean, I don't actually know why his name came out of my mouth, to be honest. Yeah. I should have said someone much... Pro- I mean, Dwayne Johnson should have just come out. But anyway, you know, it's... Um, it's a polo in the UK. Is I'd, like an example. To see, I'd like to see Dwayne Johnson get out of a polo. Yeah, <laughs> through the roof. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's considered a bit of a, you know, uh, yeah. a grandparent's car. You know, yeah, the, yeah. everyone's left. They just need a small car to go to the shops and back. But the, there was so much more than that. And to change people's perception, you've got to put them out there. Yeah. And I just think if you if you take a hit on the Stinger and, the, and maybe not the Telluride, that that is a premium. That that's I mean, there's a Navigator L just down the road there. You can't quite see it out the window. An old older version, long wheelbase Navigator, mm. and it's like you know as well as I do that that's an incredible car to drive. Yeah, it's huge. But I got presence. But the Telluride. But the Telluride looks so many more <laughs> generations further on than yeah. that. And that's that's the top <laughs> end of a of a of a premium company. Well, it's it's even some of the the you know I don't want to bash Ford, but I, I see some of the Ford Explorers and Ford Expeditions and that yeah. kind of stuff. And I'm looking at the Telluride. They, you know, those those two vehicles look really nice. Yeah, yeah. But there are things about the the way this Telluride is finished. Yeah, we haven't seen one on the road. Haven't put it side by side. But it just it just says we've thought about the finishing even more. Yeah. Than we're not riding on our badge, which I know someone's going to take the wrong way, but so be it. Yeah, I, I mean, I understand from a from a there's obviously going to be a designer and, and engineers behind the Telluride that are going to be like, no, I'm proud of it, and I don't, yeah. you know, I, I want it to be to to earn us the money that it deserves. But unfortunately, a bit like the Corrado did with the VW, if it's too expensive, it ain't going to catch on, and yeah. it's got to have that. You know, are you going to buy a Corrado from Volkswagen, or are you going to buy an Audi 80 from Audi, which five years ago was the most incredible um in, most incredible uh, off-road rally car yeah. that was made by Audi. It wasn't made by VW Corrado's got in theory no heritage with that. So you're going to buy the Audi 80, yeah. a bit more expensive, but you get the heritage with it. I think Kia just need to chuck them out there quick yeah. and just get people in them. Just get people in them because I I I I would well, I, I'd I would happily have any of those. Any vehicle they make, I would happily have on, on the driveway. So I wonder if it's badge snobbery here in our part of the world versus badge snobbery in North America and in Europe. Mm. And I wonder if it's just because here with the, the, the sheer variety of vehicles that are available and this you know predisposition towards German and Japanese yeah. that people might not be looking at a stinger but i i wonder and i don't know back in canada back in england are we more likely to see more of those products because people just buy them more potentially i I mean there's a there's a fashionable thing um in europe 
and 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 other parts of the world. Obviously, we're talking from the Middle East, but it's, it seems a lot more fashionable now, North America as well, to 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 have an uh, electric car, yeah, or or an, uh, an economical car in terms of friendly to the environment. And you know, in Europe, you get so many brakes for having smaller cars, less emissions, and everything else that people have kind of gone that way, and it's it's almost, you know, a certain generation of, of people mm. are, are happier to have a car that makes them look less guilty for damaging the environment yeah. and, and they don't really necessarily pay attention to the badge but I still there's still going to be something in a decision between two brands for very similar cars where somebody's probably going to go for the badge yeah. over anything else mm. you know if you've got two side by side someone's going to go uh, you know for the, we, so we started off talking about the Terramont from VW and the Telluride uh, the Similar one. names. I always get exactly. You know, yeah. When we start telling, talking Telluride, and then the Terramont, mm. which I I haven't been in one, but I've seen them from the outside. So I've seen the Terramont. We had one in because it had a, a, an AC issue and the and the um, gas is a new gas which we got the approval to use. Now, nice car. Yeah. Typically American-made Volkswagen. I don't want to sound disparaging about that, but it's an but American. It's, sort it's of different to what you feel getting into a, a, a European-made one in Germany. Mm. One made in Germany. There is okay. a difference to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, at the same time, uh, that starts at 146. Right, That's the base trim. They all have a 3.6 litre. Um, automatic, all of them here. This is the Terramont. Terramont is 146. The Telluride's That's 119. 119. Starting. Yeah. Man. So, you know. You're already at a starting point. 119 basic. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. So, wow. you know, and I don't know how, realistically, how basic is a basic car these days. No, really. I think, what, are you probably going to be missing? Maybe, <laughs> maybe uh, touchscreen sat-nav? I doubt it. Maybe I, that's I, all you get. Maybe not there. slightly different engine. Maybe a little bit more trim options. Yeah. But basically all of the safety it's features It's all going to be the there. same ABS, yeah. same braking system, same airbags. Slightly different stereo, maybe. Maybe. That might be the difference. You know, it's so, you know, all the other basic stuff, all the USBs everywhere, all, you know, maybe slightly different seating. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Yeah. But Cloth start, seats you know, versus leather, who knows? We start talking about a Terramont to a, to a Telluride um, just because of the, the size. But, you know, like we say, there's a navigator out there. Um, put that Telluride side by side with, because it, does look so similar to the XC90 because it does yeah. look so similar, therefore, to the Ford Explorer yeah. Expedition. Um, I mean, that, I, I definitely, definitely, definitely <laughs> would go for the Telluride. Yeah. We we tested the Nautilus a few weeks ago, and yeah. like, all right, it was the top of the range. Yeah, it was 260. 260 yeah. something. Yeah. Right, and it's a lot, lot of money. What is it, two-thirds of the size of this thing? Yeah, yeah. You get seven people in it. The seat layout's better. Mm, great mm. car. I just think they need to chuck them out there. Just take and a just did, take a hit on them. It was funny because we were talking about, uh, and I I gave someone a ride around in that Nautilus, and it's got the 360. It's got the co-pilot system they call mm. it. It's got the 360 backup camera, so you get it from the top. So does the Telluride. That's one yeah. of the things they're showing. Yeah, and on this giant screen on the dash, and you know what? You know what I really like about, and again, I haven't been in a Telluride. I'm just looking at the photos. But, you know, it's, it's silly things that, that attract me with vehicles when I get in and I want to have that rich feel. So yeah. what do the vents look like for the AC, the heat? And the Telluride's got them in a nice band across the middle. And it just looks nice. 
it, yeah. and, and simple. You know, I'm, I'm again, one of my big complaints about vehicles is, you know, over cluttering of controls. And yeah, but on the same token, I want old school or I want the perception of old school. So neat, but something that, that looks, yeah. you know, a little more classic. One of my biggest hangups with, with um, BMWs oh. was that the interior didn't change yeah. for years and years and years and years. And it was just that boring black hard plastic buttons on everything that yeah. all look the same whether you're in an M3 yeah. <laughs> or a, you know an X5 they, they were all them the in same. bulk yeah, yeah. <laughs> 10 and years that was in one bulk. of my biggest issues with BMW and it's one of the reasons I've always had a bit of a hmm, and they never really do it for me inside yeah. they, they never do but at the same time uh, you know this they obviously stuck with it for a reason yeah you know so well it, you know it it worked it worked yeah yeah and, and there were people that wanted it it was simple well and it, it also keeps people buying up and they say yeah you know i want a little bit better engine i want a little bit larger vehicle but i want to have the feeling of home yeah. and i'm used to this vehicle yeah. and the way everything looks yeah. so when i get in yeah i got a better vehicle but it's comfortable everything's going to be around you know it's, it's the the, the Tesla started it. It's in the XC90, the S90, the touchscreen central console. No yeah. buttons anywhere else. You've yeah. just got to, you know, you just put it in drive if you've got an automatic. Um, well, my favorite was still the Volvo. It. I got into the Volvo with that giant screen in it. Yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah, that and was it the was S90, so intuitive. Yeah. It just worked. It, yeah. it, you know, it was never, you know, the guy didn't say, here, let me show you how it works. He just said, you'll figure it out. Yeah. Got in. Well, boom. if you've got a mobile phone, yeah. you can <laughs> sort the car. Got in. Bing, bang, boom. I was backing up. Had the lights. Had everything working. Yeah. It was like, okay. Adjusted stuff, all yep. done with touchscreen. So, I mean, it was so intuitive. It was scary. It was as if someone asked me, "How would you set this up?" And they did. So, I thought, wow, it was yeah. really cool. Yeah, it's cool. Very neat. Uh, you, you had a well. Before we we move on, let's let's uh, let's hope when the telly rides get here. Maybe we can get a Telluride and, hmm. and and other vehicles and put them side by side. It'd just, be good to do that. Yeah. I think it would be a lot of fun. Yeah, because we're we're talking just. What we think, right? Yeah. Whereas we don't. We're just looking at pictures. I mean, we could get in that and just say no. You could feel really wallowy. You might feel like you're riding in a boat and stuff, but unlikely based on the other cars. And I like plush mobile style. So you know, some some folks, uh, you know, like to have a little bit more solid suspension. I kind of want mine to to be (laughs) to be like I'm driving a duvet. That's the continent you're from. (laughs) The lower seats, please. Yeah, I want to get my couch in the front of the car. That, that's it. It's basically it. And I and I want it so that I can put my arm out and put it around my wife. So then we can dress drive and I can do the, you know, the one hand on the, the steering wheel. Like I'm at a rodeo. One hand on the steering wheel, one hand around the wife. And it's my sofa. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. That's a Lincoln Town Car right yeah. there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I did ask Sarah Ray, who is the, the MD for Lincoln Middle East. I, I point blank asked her. And I think I actually took it out of the recording. Uh, <laughs> in fact, I know. And, and if you've missed that, by the way, there's two two new recordings out. We've got the older recording of, of you and I. Uh, this is a couple of car clinics back where mm. we took the Nautilus for a drive. And we, yeah. did, we basically did a review yeah. on the show. And then I did a, uh, a walk around the car with Sarah Ray. And then we took a drive in it. And then we ended up at the Nautilus Vitrine showroom which is the largest in the world, where they, they gave me a walkthrough of what they do in the Nautilus experience, or sorry, the, the Lincoln experience. Gave you a wow. They gave me a wow. It was, it was pretty yeah. cool. And so in that process, I did ask her because she brought the, the, uh, the new Lincoln Navigator here. She kind of unveiled it. I said, said so what's going on with the, with the town car? Are you bringing it back? 
And she, she just kind of said, well, here we're talking about the Nautilus and stuff. But, you know, and, and, and she did say that, you know, maybe in this region it actually yeah, yeah, definitely. It could come back. And yeah. I just sort of went, keep me posted. I so. see thousands and thousands of dirhams a year spent on yeah. those cars by and, people. And then they're not worth it. And I want 1979. I don't want the new one. I want 1979 <laughs> version. A car that's wider than it is long. That is it. That's yeah. the one. I'm, you know, So when everyone thinks, you know, when they say, oh, you love Lincoln Town Cars, they're thinking like the 1994 or 95 model. You know, the, the classic Saudi one. I'm thinking 1979 model. It's like, let's get the right year here at least. Well, we'll see what happens there. <laughs> they might have trouble. Ford might have trouble getting that approved, considering. I, don't know, I want it modernized. Just, laying 7,000 white collars I know. Did you hear that? Yeah, let's, let's try and save $600 million a year by laying 7,000 managerial posts off, and then we'll bring the town car out. There's no one left to buy it. You've laid, laid, laid everyone off. This is a problem. I, I know that was really bad news when yeah, you started. Shocking, yeah, shocking. It, it's it's the automotive industry in general. Uh, GM did the same thing in Canada. Yeah. They they it's a thousand. I mean, it's a thousand. The first thousand this week, I think, yeah. or nine hundred, I think they said, and then before the end of August, there'll be seven thousand all gone. And I, I just think the the automotive industry faces this classic dilemma that they have an old hierarchical system of constructing this product that too many people to do. And, and the, you know what? You know what? The good thing is, hopefully. Hopefully, you stop getting so many committee-designed cars. Yeah. Hopefully, there's a lot more pure... Because this must be why we've said it, why why cars all look the same. This must yeah. be why, because everyone plays it safe. Oh, oh yeah. We can't afford... At Ford, obviously, it's, it's, it's nearly 100 years ago now. But they will always have the Edsel in the back of their mind, where they yeah. lose like billions of dollars in those in the 30s. Yeah. Where they're always going to have that back of their mind and think, well, we can't take a gamble we can't like do that. Another Edsel. We can't... You know, this has got to be... Yeah. This has got to sell. It's got to appeal to as many people as we can. Yeah. Um, hopefully we start to get some uh, more unique things come out of there. Well, you know, especially as they're getting rid of cars, the auto manufacturers are yeah. all going towards SUVs and things, which I, I still yeah. think is, it's 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 a great idea and a bad idea. <laughs> so I think it's a great idea for the auto manufacturers who aren't going to go and do that, who are going to mm. say, you know what? Yeah, everyone else is going to stop making cars. We're only going to make saloons. Mm. And, you know, so the people like Mazda, pff, they're laughing. Yeah. They're absolutely laughing yeah. because they know that people are going to buy them because not everyone wants yeah. to have an SUV. Mm. And especially if you don't need it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's the irony. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, the, the good thing, the good thing from the Ford point of view is it's not blue collar. So that means yeah. they're expecting production to maintain. Yeah. If you're keeping your production up, then you, you know, you've still got options to make money. Yeah. Um, but a modernization of the company structure, uh, let's see. Let's see. But if it, if it reduces the play it safe models that come out of there, then yeah, happy days. Yeah. And I, I, I Maybe Sad for those guys losing the job. No, absolutely, and um, and I think it it all ultimately comes down. It would it would be great if if and I I think this is where our auto manufacturers have an edge, if they can figure out how to jump into uh, subsidiary industries with yeah. their workforce. And I don't think they're thinking like this now. Yeah. yeah. So, y- you know, you've, you've got all sorts of other things that could be done. And, and GM kind of nailed it a little bit here with what they did in Oshawa. So they decided, yeah, we're closing the plant. And now it's like, oh, you know, we're not going to exactly close the plant. We're going to make this an autonomous factory. Mm. So we're going to need high-skilled labor. We're still going to keep some of the people much fewer than are actually working there now. But the door is open for a whole different way yeah, of let's thinking. See how it goes, and, and a whole new workforce it, could yeah. ultimately be in there. Yeah. And as you said, what if you started creating innovative work pods? Hmm. And I know we've gone totally away from the the thinking. And we're going to talk a little bit about the roles that was in your yeah, garage, yeah. but we've gone totally away from thinking 
a, a vehicle like that was what a 1930 something 36 or something like that I think, which yeah. would have meant you know 12 people built that vehicle yeah 12 people in a pod four months yeah <laughs> and that was it and yeah. you know and there was one guy who his job was to build that engine yeah and you know there was so they had 12 people who put that car together in a pod each car came up boom yeah maybe we're going back to that and the idea that yeah you know what we're going to be building these vehicles and yeah we've got a lot of pieces that are standard but from that standardized press that we're doing we can also do some other things to it and you're going to have all these smaller work groups that are working together as opposed to this dime a dozen system that has come out that is hey it's worked really well and it, it works for economies of scale but maybe we're now beyond economies of scale and we're now economies of choice economies yeah. of difference yeah. economies of innovation yeah and we need to start using those kind of words the problem is you've got these giant companies that are premised on the fact that i'm going to sell two hundred thousand cars this year yeah. well maybe i'm only going to sell 80,000 cars. Well, we see the cars left in the storage compounds here, right? There must be a combine getting on for 100,000 across all marks so, here, at so, least, right? So this is what I don't get, is, you know, let's let's take uh, Alpha Tame. Hmm. Let's take the Jeep guys. You got to know that they've got some Jeeps that are two years old sitting out in a field. Why aren't they just cutting that price down to the bare bone? They might even have to lose money. But they're never going to get rid of that thing at two years in now. Yeah. And they're going to say, oh, yeah, we're going to, you know, we're already into the new the new design. How are they going to sell that thing? But they're not willing to say, okay, we got to, we got to take a, a serious haircut here yeah. and get rid of these vehicles. You know what? There, there, there was a there was a big thing. Uh, and I, said, I selfishly say that because I wouldn't mind buying one of those. <laughs> but James wants half price Wrangler. <laughs> but I want to half price one. Yeah. yeah, but there was a big thing in the UK a while ago while I was there um, called the scrappage scheme. Where the yeah. government would give a thousand pounds to the car dealership towards the cost of a new car for anyone that took their old one in that was over ten years old and scrapped it. Nice. The 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 the, the deal being that the agency, the dealership, would match that thousand pounds. So if you had an old car over ten years old and you wanted to scrap it or get a new car, maybe not necessarily scrap it, but you yeah. but the car had to be then registered as off-road and scrapped it couldn't be just sold as a cheap profit so you then took the car in bought your new car and you automatically had two thousand pounds off before you started and i like that great idea yeah get new cars out on the road reduce the pollution because the older cars tend to be more polluting obviously you know yeah um 99 percent of an older car of the older cars will be more polluting than the new Absolutely, cars yeah. you know yeah. on a day-to-day basis so um great idea gave the economy a bit of a lift um got new cars on the road yeah fantastic and and it would make sense to me i mean you know let's take it let's take a single workshop right you just mentioned jeep so let's say jeep has got in the country they've got what would you say 150 technicians yeah easily easily they all need training yeah they all need training right so let's say they want to get some training vehicles for their training facility i've never been don't know if they even got one but let's say they want a training facility and they need 20 vehicles so that they've always got something they can do a job on each one. Preset <laughs> faults. I can, I can help them there. <laughs> <laughs> Just take yours one in. You're two in, sorry. But no, if it, then they could say, okay, look, we need to get 20 old, we need 20 vehicles, so we want 10 Grand Cherokees, 10 Wranglers. Yeah. I'm sure they've got some lying around that they yeah. want to sell. Just offer them at, just offer them at, yeah. maybe less than cost. Exactly. Make your money on the servicing. Yeah, yeah. 
even if you look at it, you're only going to break even on it, but yeah. you've got vehicles that are relatively well looked after for your training facility. Yeah. And you've got the new cars on the road. Yeah. People are happy because of the price. They're telling the mates. They're getting the mates in a new car. Oh, because everyone might get, you know, getting any new car. I'd be pretty surprised if we ever test a new car that we get anything. Oh, I don't like this. Yeah. So, no, I, I've even got a better idea. This would this would just be, you want, you want to get people to love a, a dealership. All you do is, is you get the managers to just drive around. And they already have a list of people who bought their cars. Yeah, yeah. And they just drive around until they, they you know, they, they, they know where the person's going to be. They go check them out. They make Then they give them a call and say, hey, it's, uh, you know, I'm calling from... You know, AMG or you know wherever, yeah. you know whatever dealer. I'm you know Hyundai. Yeah. Uh, we know that you you bought this uh, accent from us five years ago, and we'd like to offer you a brand new accent. Uh, well, you know, a, a your model from 2018, brand new, never driven. We're going to offer it to you at uh, below cost, less than what you paid for your last one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Are you interested? Do you want to try it for a week? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And are you interested? And you be going. What's the catch? It says, you know what? And we're going to throw in service. Up the wazoo, one hundred fifty thousand kilometer yeah. warranty, yeah. and 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 yeah, and you know what? It's going to cost you this much. You know what? There's, there's absolutely. <laughs> I, it, I would be all over that. It's a pride thing, right? Yeah. Don't be scared to tell people. Oh, you know what? We're screwed. We yeah. we we we're not making money. We're not selling enough units. We've got a stock yeah. that's growing, and we we're not selling as many numbers. I'm going to sell you this car at a loss to me. Please yeah. don't try and negotiate me any further down. Exactly. I'm telling you now, yeah. this car cost me 20,000 dirhams and I'm going to sure, sell it you, to you, you at 20. You can show them the invoice. Yeah. This is how much it costs. Just it's not be a joke. transparent. You yeah. know, there's no, there's no uh, salesman's getting no commission from it. Salesperson's getting no commission from it. Um, and this is the deal. Yeah. I need to get rid of this car. Yeah. You're doing me it's a favor. It's got to cost them. Yeah. They've already paid for it. It's, I mean, they're just bleeding money. Yeah, we, when we bought a new car, I remember that it had obviously been sat for a while and uh, it ended up, you know, two days later, I took it back. They put new tires on it because the tires yeah. were damaged from storage yeah. and yeah. they polished some sand deposits off and gone uh, through the paint. So that, yeah. you know, I, I wasn't yeah. going to accept a, a repainted bumper on a brand new car. Yeah. So I had to have a new bumper on it, yeah. you know. So they've already lost... Yeah, yeah, I know what cost the tires were. That's yeah. probably going to cost them seven, eight hundred dirhams. Then they've lost a bumper and the paint. That, that's another, maybe the same. So yeah. the fifteen hundred dirhams down already. Yeah, and know. they've been storing it, and, and they've had to prep it. And, and I'm not saying that happens every time. No, but it's going to happen a lot. Well, it was it was I was where was I driving the other day? Almost almost ran into a car because I I happened upon a field where they're storing cars. Yeah, yeah exactly. Which yeah. I didn't realize was there, and it's like, whoa, what is that? And, yeah. I'm, and I'm looking, and it's like, whoa, I've seen. I'm, Lines and lines. And they hide lines them. Of, of escalates. Yeah, lines of them. Yeah. There's millions of dirhams sat there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> hundreds of thousands of dollars sat there. Yeah, and it's like just get them out there. Yeah. Imagine if if you I put, drive an Escalade. If someone oh, said, "Hey James, you want to drive an Escalade?" Yeah. If, if if you gave the option of some, like you say, you've got a database who used to buy Escalades. You can yeah. also find out who recently bought a Tahoe. Yep. One or two years ago, who might think, you know what? Yeah. If we can get this close to the price they just paid for that Tahoe, that's a massive upgrade for them. It's yeah, still the imagine? same brand, you know. And it's yeah. Algandi now, right? It's yeah, the yeah. same. It's Cadillacs with Algandi, so it's, yeah. it's in the house. I don't know. I, I I think there's a big there's a big thing. You know, we've got the Passat out there. Who just bought a Jetta? Can we get them a Passat for relatively yeah. close to the price of the yeah. Jetta? That actually might be a Jetta. Is that a Passat or is that a Jetta? Uh, that's a Passat, I think. Okay, you think? Yeah. I know they're so big can't, now. Can't the tell with the angle. Right? I, know, I, I can't, can't quite see the backs of the shade. <laughs> I, in, I, it's know, a Passat, that, right? yeah. I think it's a Passat, but it yeah. could be a Jetta. But no, it's, it's, yeah. it's the same thing, right? Yeah. It's, who's, who's, who bought I, a Touareg? Let's try and get them into a Q7. Yeah. But you know the thing, and I think this is the challenge, is 
the auto industry and especially the showrooms, they're still on old school. I mean, yeah. the change has come so fast that the old school salesman, he's not, he, he's only thinking, you know, if I throw in a toaster, maybe you're going to buy this thing or, <laughs> you know, I'm going to yeah. walk you around and I'm, yeah. and, and then you're going to cut me 52 checks and yeah. away we go. They're not thinking, you know, people don't want to buy these cars anymore yeah. it, and we've got a whole bunch to move. I want to make, I got, they got to make their commish. Yeah. The days of commish are gone. There's, there's, there's a few, there's a few great people out there. There, there, there was the guy in, uh, uh, Jumar Majid Kia that we, we dealt with to buy our car. Yeah. And then when we were looking at maybe a Chevrolet Trax, there was a lady there um, in Al Gandhi, and yeah, she basically said to me, "Look, take this one, take this car, bring it back when you want. You know, it's a demo car. Yeah, we don't need it. Take it away. See how you get on with it." Well, <laughs> that's 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 it. You're sold. You're going to buy that car. That's that's good thinking, right? Yeah. Things times I I know for a fact because showrooms were going this way at home before I left. That was obviously I'm not being in a dealership since then, but showrooms were going that way where there was a stand with an iPad on it. Yeah. And you would spec your own car, build it or AR, yeah, yeah. and then click on the order button. And I can tell you right now, I know people. I know people that will go into a car showroom, go on the iPad, do it how they want it. If they click order and it's not available, they're not going to say why. They're not yeah. going to say, oh, do I need to change the color? Have I yeah. picked the wrong seats? Is that the problem? Yeah. Let's see what they've actually got. Nah, I don't want it. And they'll go to the next one yeah, exactly. and they'll, they'll go for that. You know, yeah. They'll have two or three brands that they're looking at getting yeah. and, and they'll just do that. And you just need to ch ch just, just get them out. Because then, then you could get into a situation where, you know, if I want an Escalade, I expect there to be a waiting list. If you go and buy a Lamborghini, you expect there to be a waiting list. Yeah. How premium is the car if you can <laughs> go in today with cash and bring it out? <laughs> yeah, then that's not fun. a premium car, right? Yeah, oh, I'm just waiting on delivery of my new Escalade. Yeah, doesn't happen. No, you know what I mean. And and that's, I I just think that's what if they could get back to that that level where then the cars are. Oh, I've got to wait four weeks yeah. for a car. You know, yeah. that's a car. That's a premium car. They're just stitching the steering wheel. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. And I, I think we're going to get, I, I, I hope we get back into a situation where that's what's happening. Yeah. And, and you know what? The other side of it is, well, you've got so many cool vehicles now that, and as you said, they get to the point where we got to get rid of them and they're just getting old or, you know, they need to have, you know, the, the body is this, the seats are that, whatever. And, and, and you know, you, you need to, it needs an engine job. So what are you going to do? You're going to get rid of the car. Maybe this opens up this whole area with all these cars that are sitting here back to the kit car market. Yeah, yeah. And I remember those. A lot of those were on Volkswagen frames yeah. and and engines or you know Opal stuff. But the so kit cars were very popular. What, bring back monster trucks. There you go. Just just driving over cars. <laughs> Trade your car in. Get a free ticket to the monster trucks. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah, a grave digger. Yeah, Look, I'm just going to go and watch grave digger drive over my old car. Yeah, you know, it's just that would be kind of fun too. You know, yeah. you have a, you know, you have this your old car. Yeah, we lined her up. Yeah. Here you go. And, yeah. You know, you bring it over here. You not only can you drive over it, then yeah. we're going to let you pick it up with the uh, with <laughs> yeah. the crane and the crane, drop yeah. it. Yeah, and you you know you do that here. This is actually a country where you can actually make that work because we've got space. space, and space People would yeah. do it. Yeah, and I'm not saying that you turn me loose on a. On a tractor or a monster truck, of course no, you have no. someone there, yeah. you know, who's got manual sort of the control overrides. They've already governed it, so yeah. you're not going to flip it, and you can. This, have some this fun. is a country where you can go and buy a coffee that's got pure 24 karat gold <laughs> yeah. in it. Yeah. People <laughs> are going to pay for these little things, and yeah. and it's it's about like we said about being different. The old school, 
cheap suit youth yeah. car salesman and oh, we say salesman because it was dominated by men yeah, I remember nowadays this. it isn't and yeah. but 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 those days people still hold on to it and just yeah. just deal you know things things have changed it's no longer um you know cars are coming out at thousands per day yeah you got to sell them yeah they're having trouble get them out there and especially with you know more public transport coming all over the world, yeah, uh, we're talking electricity. We're we're talking all sorts of yeah. you know, issues with plastic. And I, and I I bet you a lot of people are thinking, I could probably afford to buy a new car now. I'm I'm not thinking that, but a lot of people will be thinking yeah. I could probably afford to buy a new car now. But I've heard the next one's the electric. Yeah, I've heard there's some you know there's some government rebate well, coming for a, electric. I got a buddy. Way. I keep saying he, he keeps talking about a Wrangler, and you know he can afford it. And it's like. And all he keeps saying to me is, "Yeah, I hear they're going to make an electric one." Yeah, let's wait. I'm going to wait for the electric. Let's wait and see. And that, that I'm is going, really that <laughs> I understand. Like waiting? I kind of understand that, and I do think there's probably still a bit more of an appetite than we're maybe putting across here for people to buy new cars. But there's a lot of reason to wait. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of people thinking, "Let's just wait a little bit." I can, maybe. I can get another fifty, sixty thousand k out of my car. Yeah, it's already depreciated. What am I going to get for anyway? Because yeah. no one's buying them. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I drive by the auto mall all the time. And it's like, I just see the same car sitting there. It's yeah. like, I know they're selling them, but there's a lot of used cars in there. Why would I buy a new car when I can go buy a new, nice yeah. used one? I go, oh, yeah, it's, it's yeah. crazy. No, it's, uh, it's, it's a shame. It yeah. is a shame because obviously if the cars don't get sold, uh, I don't get to work on them. No. But uh, at the same the time, people keeping an older cars, I get more work from that. Yeah. Um, but it's just not the kind of... Uh, it's not the kind of conversation you want with somebody when you've got to tell them their car that's worth 5,000 dirhams needs 25,000 spending on it. What can you do? You know, what can you do? You know, you, you, had, you, you had one of those recently? If you're going to change, yeah, but if, imagine, let's say, say Wrangler, right? You've got two Wranglers. Let's mm-hmm. say a part fails on it. What shall we say? Regular part, drive belt. 10 years ago, that drive belt might have been $20. Now, inflation increased cost of uh, production costs, uh, labor costs, everything else going up, um, that's going to cost $30. Yeah. But the car, so the, the parts cost has gone up 50%, but the value of the car has gone down 50%. Yeah. yeah. And and that's never going to change. So, you know, it's one of those, it's one of those, uh, I'd rather people go out there and, and get, be inspired to buy something new. Yeah. Well, We'll see. Uh, but speaking of that, inspired by something new, you had a, a wonderful Rolls Royce hanging around the shop, 1938, 39, that we were talking about a little yeah. bit ago. You posted up some pictures to me on WhatsApp. What yeah. a beautiful machine. Like I mean, that was. You can really, I mean, you can, you can feel that somebody loved making that car. Yeah. You know, it, it, it never saw a machine in all its life. I wonder if when you bought that car in 39, if the the folks who made it were there, you know, did you go and pick it up at the factory? Yeah, did it would have been nice to shake the hand of the of yeah. the guy that that put it together for you, right? Yeah, yeah. and I think me me as a craftsman, if I spent four months working on a vehicle, mm. I'd like to meet the person who's going to be owning it. Yeah, just to, you know, I, it's just the story of a thing, right? Yeah. No, it was uh, it was it was, uh, you know, don't get me wrong, I I I definitely wouldn't ever want to own one, <laughs> but to see it there, like I say, single piece of wood to make the steering wheel. You know, very wasteful nowadays. You know, that's not something you can justify these days. But an amazing, amazing uh, feat of just craftsmanship. Uh, people doing the stitching, people doing the the woodwork. You know, there's something we don't hear about on cars these days: woodwork. 
so very very good started on the first turn of the key smooth quiet engine um really really good to see yeah no but but back to the this whole as you were talking about as with this rolls royce beautiful craftsmanship do you want to own one not particularly but not particularly i mean you know don't get me wrong it doesn't drive like you expect a a car to drive these days totally different brakes i mean you might as well not have any brakes (laughs) well it's it's manual braking i mean this is pressure it's it's this is not power assist technological advances on it. it had there's no airbags. Advanced, if you're going to call it that. It had a EGR on it, which is, uh, uh-huh. you know, they they always did relatively early on the Rolls Royce. Um, Looking under the hood, though, at that engine, that that must be pretty. Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, no, just there's no plastic covers on it. Yeah. It's just you know, just just iron, just everywhere, just iron, steel. Yeah. Um, lots of uh, lots of black hammerite paint. Black hammerite paint. Yeah, just just keeping it rust free, um, but. Those, those, you know, there, there are still handmade cars around. Yeah. There, there are still a few around, but but there's no. Um, it, it's it's unlikely to get to the point like Rolls Royce did, where you you start off being handmade and, and top luxury premium, and then hundred years later, somebody like uh, BMW come and buy you and turn you into a, a you know more mass produced vehicle. Yeah, uh, it's, that's probably not going to happen anymore. Yeah. But there are still handmade cars around. But it's yeah. nice to see to see where we came from. Uh, Glenn, I think uh, we've reached the end of our show here. Yeah, nobody's paid the bill. <laughs> exactly. I've got fifty p yeah. for the meter. Yeah. On that note, we're gonna we're gonna close up the shop on the car clinic. Uh, we got a whole bunch more to talk about. In fact, we got a whole set of show notes that we want to get to. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. yeah we'll, we'll do it all again very very soon. Yep. And uh, Glenn Power, Sandance Terror, myself, James Pikeway. It's Potaholics. Good stuff. You have been listening to the Car Clinic Potaholics podcast with Glenn Power from Sandance Tire and myself, James Pikeaway. Drop us an email. You want to get in touch, potaholics with a K at gmail.com or hit us up across the socials, potaholics with a K. More shows coming. We'll get back to you really soon. Thanks for listening. So long for now. <laughs>